What is up, y'all? Tyler O coming at you with my week 12 running back ranks. Mine and the rest of JWBs can be found in the description below. Starting off with some transparency, as I always do, my week 11 ranks cumulatively finished 77 overall. Not great, but I still currently sit as the number nine ranker overall. I'm recording this on a Friday night, so ranks are subject to change. They will change, so be sure to check back um, Sunday closer to game time as news updates so and so forth will shift some of these running back ranks. Enough of the fluff, let's jump into my week 12 running back ranks. Welcome, you're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Number 24, kicking us off is Jalen Warren. Having some optimism going into this and going forward as Warren has honestly been the clear-cut better back between him and Najee. And now that OC Matt Canada, one of the worst play callers in the NFL, is out, it's tough to see a world where Najee disappears, but Warren getting maybe 55% of the touches or 55% of the snaps really seems like something that should happen here. I guess we will find out after game day how they're going to work this backfield in, but it's tough to ignore how good Warren has been opposed to Najee obviously the issue here is Kenny Pickett he sucks this Gary this game carries a 35 and a half point total which is putrid tough to get on many pieces here but Warren is fine considering what we've seen and the unknown that could come along with that coaching change number 23 is going to be Jerome Ford um, low total in this game as well 37 and a half um, but the Broncos run defense is 31st DVOA and they're still dead last 32nd in yards allowed per carry, so it's a good matchup for Jerome Ford. Broncos are undoubtedly improved from the beginning of the year. I uh, can't deny that, but still, the matchup is good for running backs. Um, looking at Ford more specifically, you know he's on the better side of a split with Hunt, even though it is pretty much a 50-50 split at this point in time, and Hunt does seem to have a little bit more of a goal a role around the goal line, but I do think Ford is the better back. The matchup is great. We roll Ford out as a low-end RB2. Number 22 is going to be Javante Williams. You know, tough pull here versus the Browns defense, but Javante still has a lead role. Perrine is cutting into some of the pass work, which sucks to see, but the Broncos are favored in this one. So if they go up, we could be riding a lot of Javante here. But if the Broncos are down, we could see a bit more of Perrine in the pass game. I'm not expecting a lot here, Javante, from, you know, hence the number 22 running back rank, but we still roll him out. Number 21 is going to be Joe Mixon. Like Warren, Mixon is on the other side of the ball in the game, carrying an awful 35.5 point total. And now that Jake Browning's that quarterback, it's just really tough to get too excited about many of these Bengals pieces. Mixon is likely a volume play uh, without much um, threat going through the air from Browning. It's tough to see a lot being open for Mixon. Uh, I'm fine rolling him out. I feel like that's the best way I can describe it. I'm fine rolling Mixon out as volume play, but obviously that upside is gone without Burrow. Number 20 is going to be Brees Hall. This game just happened. I'm fine with this rank. All said and done. It's really great to see him with that role in the past game now that Michael Carter is out of town. Um, it's just really tough. You know, Brees is a great uh, running back, just like Garrett Wilson's a good, really great wide receiver. But I don't think the Jets roster a top 40 quarterback in the NFL. So it's just a really unfortunate situation, not Brees' fault. Number 19 is Ramondre Stevenson. Great matchup, awful implied total. Giants run defense is 28th DVOA, 30th in yard, yards allowed per carry, but the 34-point implied total here leaves much to be desired. Still, the Pats are road favorites. Ramondre has a solid role, and I think he's been looking good here in the second half of the season. Things should be fine for Ramondre this week. Number 18 is going to be David Montgomery. Obviously a bit low here, but he continues to see only about 30% of the snaps for the Lions offense. Gibbs is the clear lead dog, but the Lions offense is very good. 
Um, but we have to consider snap count as it's tough to get him much higher when he's not seeing more than 40 or up to 50% of the snaps. I don't really feel bad about putting him here as Gibbs is the clear lead back, but again, this will end up being an L because Montgomery did have a good game on a smaller snap count. Number 17 is going to be James Conner. Decent total in this one, 45-point implied total, and Conner walked right back into his lead role as there isn't another running back to uh, threaten a healthy Conner on this roster. Conner is a legit RB2 rest of the way. RB16 is Josh Jacobs. You know, Raiders are a 10-point dog in this one. That's usually never a good thing for the running back in the matchup where you're a 10-point dog. The Chiefs are a run funnel. I feel like I need to address that as it's really tough to pass the ball in the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, like, I don't see there really being a world where the Raiders are just crushing in this game. I believe that was 16 and a half implied total. Um, you know, you add in the fact that Crosby is out, uh, you know, just things aren't looking good for the Raiders side here. Um, you know, I'm fine. I'm rolling them out. Jacobs is clear the lead dog on the Raiders. But the one thing that kind of scares me is you look at Jacobs pass volume. You know, since uh, AOC, Aiden O'Connell has taken over, and there's a stark difference to Jacobs' role in the past game when Jimmy G was there and what it looks like now with AOC. Simply put, AOC is not checking the ball down to Jacobs enough to give him this nice passing floor like our uh, our good boy Jimmy G here was uh, very much excited to pass the ball down to Josh Jacobs. So you start them. There'll be better days for Jacobs. Um I just don't think, well, week 12 is the week for Jacobs. Probably will get enough volume on the ground to be relevant, but it's just a tough situation for the Raiders. 15 is Rashad White. Same story here with White. I talk about it every week. It's a pretty neutral matchup. He doesn't do much on the ground. If he scores a touchdown, great. But if he doesn't, he gives you 30, 40 yards. But he has an elite role in the pass game. Keeps him playable. Keeps his floor appealing. Rashad White was probably one of the better values this offseason. RB14 is going to be Derrick Henry. I get it. The matchup is great versus the Panthers, right? But at the same time, the floor is just incredibly low with Derrick Henry. We've been seeing it here these last couple of weeks, and I don't really believe in Levis to run this offense correctly or well, I should say. And Spears is there splitting his work with Henry. So, yeah, you play Henry because we know the upside's there. Big run can happen. It's starting to get cold end of the year. That's when Henry usually does well. You know, the range of outcomes is extremely wide with Henry. If he finishes a top five RB, I wouldn't be shocked. If he finished outside the top 36, I wouldn't be shocked. So he kind of settles in at RB14 with respect to his work that he's done. RB13 is going to be Bijan, you know, talented back, but, you know, he still splits his rushes, but he does have a good pass game role. His 22 rushes last week was a season high and leaves room for optimism, but God knows how things will roll out week to week with this Atlanta offense. Uh, Atlanta can't commit to Bijan as our guy, so I can't commit either, but the talent cannot be denied. RB12 is Pacheco. Chiefs are 10-point favorites. Raiders run defense is 21st DVOA, 27th in yards allowed per carry. Max Crosby is out, and so is Jarek McKinnon, really setting up for a smash spot for Pacheco. He kicks off our top 12. RB11 is going to be Kyron Williams. Well ahead of consensus here, but at the end of the day, we have seen Kyron get an absolute monster workload when healthy, and they really don't have another serviceable back on the roster to threaten any work from Kyron. You know, cutting Henderson, keeping Freeman tells me that Kyron is going to have a great role in the pass game. Yes, he might be spelled a bit by Royce Freeman on the ground, but at the same time, I'm not really too worried about that. Those high-value touches, I believe, will go to Kyron Williams. He should be a running back one for the rest of the season. Maybe that's a little bold, but that is how I feel. RB10 is going to be DeAndre Swift. I feel like he settles in this range almost every single week. He looks good. He's a clear lead dog in the rushing attack. Swift will continue to be, um, you know, kind of phased out near the goal line with Hurts and the tush push. So, like, that's always going to keep him out from being, you know, top five back in my ranks. But it's a great offense. You know, I would say great offensive line, great offense, probably elite offense, probably elite offensive line. Um, 
you know, Bill's defense, great matchup this week. Bill's defense gives up the 29th most yards allowed per carry. Things are good for Swift. RB9 is Mostert. Likely probably a little low on Mostert. The game just happened, but no qualms getting Mostert in my top 10 with no Devin chain this week. Number eight is Kamara. Kamara's role in the passing attack will forever keep him relevant, especially with our check down King Derek Carr returning. He's basically like a better version of Rashad White. He is the engine that moves this Saints offense for better or worse. RB7 is going to be Gibbs. You know, this is an L. He's not going to finish in the top 10, but he continues to see 70% of the snaps on a great Lions attack. Things did not fall his way this week, uh, but I'll probably end up continuing looking at how they were used. I will continue putting Gibbs in my top 10. It was an odd game for the Lions. RB6 is going to be Saquon Barkley. Continues to look great. Continues to see elite volume. There just isn't much going on here for the New York Giants. He's a lone bright spot for a very yucky Giants offense. RB5 is going to be Pollard. I stuck to my guns on Pollard and it worked out this week. The high ranking of Pollard has been wrong more than it's been right, but we got one right this week. RB4 is Eckler. I get it. He hasn't looked explosive as of late. I'm trusting the process and his past body of work here. This could backfire, and we'll take that in stride and reevaluate next week. I just got to think he plays a major role in this past game versus the Ravens, um, especially considering this game carries a 48-point implied total. Want a piece of it. Eckler's in a good spot still. RB3 is Jonathan Taylor. You know, JT is back, folks. He's the dude. He looks great. No notes. He's a top five running back rest of the season. Zach Moss is just a handcuff. RB2 is ETN. Another workhorse, Belkow, you know, in a game carrying a 47 and a half point implied total. You know, noting that Dernis Johnson has been cutting into his work a bit, but we cannot ignore ETN's body of work and what he's done this year and the Jags' willingness to use him. And then RB1 is going to be CMC. I just say the name. We respect him. No explanation. He already played. He crushed. We love CMC. That does it for my top 24 running back ranks for week 12. Please be sure to check out the description for all our other ranks. Again, these ranks will undoubtedly be updated. I'm working tirelessly on updating and changing these ranks two hours before game time, so be sure to check back for ranks and updates. I'll also uh, feel free to check out the JW Discord. Link in the description below. Follow me on Twitter at FFTylerO. I'll try to get you as much help as possible to win your week and win your league. Run pure, my friends. 